millions of Christians face intense persecution and risk their lives for the sake of the gospel. Vom Oz Radio supports persecuted Christians, giving a voice to the testimony of those who have been denied a voice. Our programs inform and encourage Christians in Australia and around the world to mobilize and to stand with our persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to Vom Oz Radio, voice for the persecuted. Last week, we began a conversation with Dr. Hormoz Shariat and his wife, Donnell. At one point in their lives, they were both in the streets of Tehran shouting death to America. Today, they feel blessed to live in America. They have come to faith in Jesus Christ, and they share the hope of the gospel with Iranian people around the world through satellite television, through online ministry, Dr. Hormoz Shariat is the founder of Iran Alive Ministries. He's also the author of a brand new book called Iran's Great Awakening. In fact, the book just released last week. This amazing ministry that's reaching around the world today was birthed out of a painful time in Hormoz's life. Let's begin by hearing about a family tragedy that the Lord used to call Hormoz to sharing the gospel in Iran. I, I was a new believer, and uh, I was trying to witness to my family, but no success. The last time I counted 10 years ago, over 65 members of my family had come to Christ, but at that time, none. And my brother, 16 years old, was arrested because of minor political charges. In, inside Iran. Inside yeah, Iran. Yeah, back in Iran. Okay. In Iran. And I started praying. God, give him a chance. You know, he's, he has to hear this, save his life. And it took uh, two years later when he turned 18. He, they were telling my mom, you know, he's doing fine. He, we're going to release him. We're going to release him. He's following Islam. And when he turned 18, they called my mom and said, come and get his body. We just shot him. And when my mom went to get his body, they charged my mom for the bullets, for the cost of killing her son. So she had to pay to get the body. And wow. when I heard that, I went to a crisis. God, I prayed for two years. What? Why didn't you answer that? Was he saved? Did he hear the gospel? And I felt really revengeful at the beginning. I'm, I'm going to take revenge uh, of those who killed my, my brother. But then I realized, oh, no, no, no. God says, revenge is mine. I said, oh, okay, I'm sorry, Lord, but I, I really hate them. I hate them. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to hate. <laughs> I, you, you're telling me to even love my enemies. So uh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm angry. I'm really angry. And I felt God says, no, you're, you, if you're angry in your heart, you, you're committed murder in your heart. You're not supposed to be angry. He said, what, God, what is this? What kind of religion? What kind of faith is this? I see injustice and I cannot do anything. So that was, I praying, God, what do you want me to do? And I felt th three days of mourning, God saying, those people are not your enemies. You only have one enemy, and that's Satan. Those people who killed your brother, they are victims in the hands of the enemy. You need to love them, and you need to share the gospel with love with those people. They themselves are victims. So I felt God saying, do you want to take revenge of Satan? He said, yes, Lord. Okay, now I know I have one enemy. Now I know who is the enemy. What can I do against him? 
And I felt God says, share the gospel. Because when you share the gospel, when somebody comes to Christ, there is a party, rejoice in heaven. And if there is a rejoicing and party in heaven, there is a mourning in hell at the same time. So if you want to take revenge, just start sharing the gospel. And I felt a call. I said, God, would you use my life to share the gospel with one million Muslims? By his grace, we have passed that number. I did not know how it's going to happen. I just asked God, would you use me just to share? You're, you're the one who saves people, but I want, to, I want to share the gospel. That started me, a very introvert person, pushing myself to start sharing the gospel with others. In the 80s, it was so few who came to Christ. But as you know, there is a revival going in Iran, and they are coming to Christ by hundreds. The last few months, Todd, we have seen a surge in the number of salvations, 10 times. We used to get less than 50 confessions of faith per week. And these are people who dare to contact us. Right. The last few months, consistently, week after week, we are getting over 500. Wow. More than 10 times, people are contacting us, praying to receive Christ. By the way, we're blocked. Right. And it's dangerous to call us. People have been arrested just because they contacted us. So the real number is much higher than that, but there is a revival going in Iran today. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Dr. Hormoz and Donnell Shariat. Hormoz, when God started to move you to full-time ministry, and you've talked about that desire, I want to be part of reaching a million Muslims, but yet when God started calling you to full-time ministry, you were kind of like, I'm not sure about this. I don't, I don't know if I want to do this. Why Why were you so hesitant first? And then how did God sort of force you <laughs> to follow his plan? But one day I walked into my office. I was so happy. I said, I love this job. I love artificial intelligence research. <laughs> I And nobody's checking on me. I can come and go and just write a proposal so I sat down at my desk and I had uh, uh, programmed my computer. So if I had the right research idea, it would just like whistle like uh, fireworks. It would show me, oh, your idea worked. And if it didn't work, it would be like a Pac-Man sound <laughs> like that. So I made a game out of research. And I said, I said, I love this. They're paying me big bucks to play games every day here. And the moment I said that, I felt the Holy Spirit telling me in my heart, do you want to be paid big salary for the rest of your life and you play every day? That thought did not leave me. For two years, I struggled. And I felt God is calling me and I struggled. I said, God, you know, I'm not a pastor. Okay, maybe I evangelize, but I'm not a pastor. Uh, you, you got the wrong guy, you know, and... Over two years, I felt again and again in our prayer, God is saying, I'm going to do something great in Iran, and I'm giving you the honor to have a part in it. So when that came clear to my soul, that's what I said, yes. I believe God is going to save Iran, and he's giving me an honor to be a part of a history-making but even then you were a little bit hesitant to quit that nice, well-paying, safe job. And God sort of took care of that for you, didn't oh, yeah. he? <laughs> My boss uh, called me into his office. I never forget that. 
and he said, you know, we have to buy, uh, cut our budget. Um, and uh, your project is so easy to cut because all, it's so well-defined. And it's only you and two more people. So we're going to cut you. And when I heard that, I had such a joy <laughs> coming to my heart. I, I, as if it happened yesterday, I was sitting there. A joy came. And I felt, I said, God, what I could not do myself, you did it for me. Now I believe you have called me. So uh, I, uh, for the next few weeks I was at work, I was so happy, joyful, and my coworkers saying, are you okay? <laughs> you, you know they're letting you go, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's interesting how God works, and, and it comes through, as you tell in the book, Iran's Great Awakening, God just directing you at, at key moments along the way, and in some cases doing it for you, what you didn't want to do yourself, he just did it. As you look back on that, what do you draw out of that? Or what do you see when you look back and see, wow, God's had this organized the whole time. God knew exactly what was going to happen. Looking back is easy, but when you're in it, it's not that easy. You know, it's hard. But uh, learn to trust them that even the undesirable, the hard events of your life can be used by him. And of course, he promises all things will work together for those who love me and call according to his will. So if you align your will with his will and you don't lose your love for him and for people, then no matter what happens, you're going you're gonna to be okay. You're going to be. Just take care of your heart to make sure it's full of love for people and for God and make sure you know his will and you're aligned your life then don't worry about anything else. Anything else happens, he will take care of it. That, that's what I've learned looking back. Of course, again, when you're in it, it's not that easy. <laughs> you have had some challenges in ministry. You, the, the church that you talked about, the church actually asked you to leave, that, you know, we don't want you to be here anymore. You've had some other things like that, and yet you have managed to not grow bitter and not grow angry and let that defeat you. How do you do that? Because I know a lot of our listeners are dealing with, man, I, I was betrayed by this person. Man, I was even abused by this person. How do I forgive them? How do I not be angry with them? How would you advise them? Guarding your heart, knowing that the issues of life and death come from your heart, and you can receive his blessing or stop uh, hinder his blessing in your life by your heart. God looks at our heart. So intentionally watching out for your heart. That never Don't get bitter. One thing that really helps not to get bitter is believing if God has called me, he's going to even turn this to your advantage. I remember the day they voted me out and uh, pe a few people who were with me, they were crying that I didn't get the vote of confidence in me, it was this kind of peaceful, God, okay, this is another chapter. It's not the end of it. God, if God has called me, which he has, I don't know, but he's going to use this. So when the group that was against me, they said, we're going to go out to celebrate uh, for lunch. I said, oh, I'm, I'm coming with you. So let's celebrate <laughs> kicking me out of the church. So oh that my. was God's grace. Uh, I, I, God said, go. I went there and they were happy and I was calm and 
And I never forget, I ordered a a hamburger, and they put these little flags on top. And the moment they put, I looked at the flag, I felt God speaking to me. He said, you think this is the worst day of your life, but looking back, you will see this is the best day of your life. So I picked the flag to remember. I still have it. Remember, the worst day of your life could be your best day of your life, a turning point. And it was a turning point. Donnell, uh, I think sometimes it's easier for us to forgive offenses against us than it is against our spouse. <laughs> How did you go through that without becoming bitter and without letting it defeat you? Thanks for asking. Yeah, I I felt uh, the sting, you know. These these things have a sting, <laughs> but but when we were at home getting ready for church the next time. And, and Hormuz was saying, well, I could just see faith in him. I could see that he believed uh, that if God gave him a vision, there was a way forward, but we just didn't know what it was. And we were new to forming churches. We had no idea what that meant. I didn't grow up inside a church and Hormuz didn't, you know. So we, we just, when I saw his faith, I anchored into his faith and I said, okay, I'll sit right by you. And whatever they say, whatever happens, whatever whatever they do, we'll go through this together. I have to admit, when he said, "Okay, good, let's go out to lunch together," I was like, "What?" <laughs> but but I got I got there and I realized, you know, whatever we have, God has given us. Mm-hmm. We even if we have a little bit of faith, God has given us that by His grace. And I think it was a good uh, turning point because when you want to bring the culture of heaven to earth in a church, uh, the enemy is not going to sit idle. And you have to. You have to confront your own heart with the Lord. You have to sit and confront your own heart with the Lord. And, And as we did that, and as we learned to pray together, that was a good time then we learned to pray together. <laughs> and uh, as we did that, I could see, I could see it. It's coming together. You know, people still had needs. They still wanted help. They still wanted a shoulder to cry on. They still wanted, you know, and, and the Lord did use it, and he did turn it around. And I, I have to say at that we were the, I think we were one of the first churches that ever opened in the West for Iranians and uh, and with the building, definitely. And and after a while, we began to see God's plan and we saw, wow, we are so privileged to get in on this. We had tried so long in Orange County to, to have a decent Bible study with a bunch of Persian speakers. We, we couldn't even hold on to that, you know. So we knew that this had to be God mm-hmm. bringing, bringing his, his culture to Iranians and and not a certain kind of church culture, but his his purpose. This is the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Our guests this week are Hormoz and Donnell Sheriat. Hormoz has written a brand new book. In fact, it just came out last week called Iran's Great Awakening. Hormoz, this has been a tumultuous year for the nation of Iran. I mean, if you think back to the start of the even last fall, protests in the streets all over the country. And then uh, General Suleiman is killed, and there's marches in the streets, and then the airliner is shot down, and then it comes out, oh, by the way, that was the government that shot it down. And then COVID comes. Do you see God 
doing using all of these circumstances to shake the nation of Iran and and as you said and as the book talks about the the prophecy is God says he will set his throne in Iran do you see that coming true literally it it's happening and it's happening fast that's why i believe if we work together we can see that prophecy fulfilled in one generation which is about 40 years it can happen. It's not an impossible dream to that we will see the next 30, 40 years that Iran will be a Christian nation. I can see it. It's possible. Uh, God is ready. Are we ready? Um, a few weeks ago, we were uh, leaders. We were praying and for the situation. As you shared, it's so bad in Iran, and people are rejecting Islam. All of this has caused people to open their eyes towards Islam, and a greater number of people are rejecting Islam. The rejection of Islam in Iran is so wide and deep. Uh, it's not an overnight emotional decision. It took him 40 years. So it's really deep, real, so much that I can boldly say Iran will never be an Islamic nation. So you're looking at uh, all, all these people uh, uh, rejecting Islam. And we were praying a few weeks ago with our leaders. I said, God, everything is ready. Look at people. They are, they're not Islamic anymore. And you said you're going to establish your uh, church in Iran and, no, and, and uh, nothing can stop it. And why don't you change the government of Iran? You know, several of us received the same answer in our prayer and we kind of shared. It was this. If we felt God is say, yes, I'm ready, I'm working, they're ready, but you are not ready. My church is not ready. Wow. I'm waiting for you to get ready. And that's when I'm going to change the government of Iran. I could do it now, but it's not. It's going to hinder the gospel mm -hmm. rather than to help the gospel. The best thing happened to Iran uh, was the over uh, taking Islam, overtaking uh, the country for the last forty years. So, the oppression the government is has over the people right now is, even though it's hard, it's working for the sake of mm -hmm. the gospel, and. I feel God is calling his church, which is me and which is you. You know, we all want church in the West, saying, Why, when are you going to wake up to this historical opportunity? When are you going to partner with me to transform a nation and nations? Here is a nation that's open to the gospel, a nation, an Islamic nation that could be the first Islamic nation that turns to Christ. Opportunity is at the door. When are you going to wake up and join me? in transforming that nation and through that nation, the whole Middle East. Whole so the, the answer was, I'm ready. You're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you and your leaders and other Iranian Christians, how are you getting ready for that? Or, or what are the steps that you feel like you need to take to be ready for that great challenge? Very good question. Number one, evangelism is done. It, it's it's not a focus. I'm not staying awake saying, oh, I'm gonna, how I'm going to share the gospel? Simplest message of the gospel of bringing people to Christ. So what is needed for the transformation of Iran? All these growing number of Christians, they need to grow in their faith and knowledge of Christ. And, um, mighty leaders, young leaders need to be trained and released into ministry. So the next thing we all need to focus is to train mighty young leaders emerging, and I know many of them. 
We don't lack them. They're, they're these young people, I can't believe it. This is supernatural, Todd. I see them. There is something on them. There's a spirit on them. There's courage. Many of them are not afraid to die. They're ready to live for Jesus and to die. And they're begging me and begging us, would you train us? Unfortunately, I'm, I'm so limited myself. I need help. We need to work, do it together. People are ready. We have over 1,500 students we evaluated them. Over 350 of them are mighty. They're ready to run for Jesus. And I don't have time and focus and resources to train even those who are ready. So I'm, I want you to pray and come and join Disciple the Nation. Let us join together to train these leaders. Because if we train them, they will do the job. Our job is to train them. They will do the rest. Don't, don't worry about transforming Iran. They will do the work. <laughs> Uh, I'm reminded of uh, a passage from Pastor Wormbrand's book, Tortured for Christ, and he says, speaking on behalf of persecuted Christians, he says, you give us the tools, we will pay the price to use them. And, and I hear that's the, the, the message from the Iranian church is, help us get the tools, we will pay the price to use those. How How is that changing? Because I know you broadcast into Iran every single day, satellite television. How is that changing what you're doing on the television channel and in your programming as you kind of shift focus from just sharing the gospel to discipleship and raising up leaders? Well, on the channel, I'm working uh, more on discipleship. Again, evangelism it just happens. I'm not focusing on that. <laughs> God's uh, doing that. That's you right. Know? That we you know we we do a program. Give me an example. My wife and I did a series of programs on Christian marriage. What it is, principles of Christian marriage. Our audience, our focus was Christians. This is how what Christian right. marriage works. Did you know the largest number of phone calls for salvation came through? our program for Christians. So about marriage. About marriage. It's so, not even about the gospel. <laughs> uh, so we we do uh, on the on the air. And let's let's exp- the reason for that is though people watching see you. They see that your marriage is different from theirs and they say what's different about these people? Oh, they're followers of Jesus. Well, hey, how do I do that? that that's right. So you know, like you say, God is using a lot of things. Okay, go no, ahead. You're, you're so right. Actually, those who came to Christ, they were saying, hey, we heard the gospel, but the way you and your wife, the three, you talked to each other, treated each other, proved to us Jesus is the way, because we saw it, as you mentioned. We saw it lived we saw out. How you, you respect each other, how you treat each other. So that, that, was, a, that was a cause. So uh, to transform a nation, we bring uh, discipleship focus on the air. And it's a very specialized discipleship because, uh, I, I, you know, I've translated Western material for discipleship for years. It worked to some extent, but not fully. Because Muslim background believers, they have their own issues. They bring Islamic teachings, Islamic values into church. So the discipleship has to um, face these problems head on, the cultural issues. So we are doing that on the air. Number two, identifying leaders and spending time in small groups online and even face-to-face. 
I think this strategy is going to work. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Dr. Hormoz and Donnell Shariat. They are the leaders of Iran Alive Ministries. Hormoz's brand new book is out this week, Iran's Great Awakening, How God is Using a Muslim Convert to Spark Revival. Hormoz, as we finish up, we we always equip our listeners to pray. We, we try to create prayer warriors on behalf of the different nations that we're talking about how can people pray right now for first, and, and we've talked a little bit about this, the, the Christians and the church inside Iran, how can we lift up the church in prayer right now? Praying not just for the protection of the persecuted Christians, as you see in the book of Acts, as they were persecuted, they were praying for courage. God, give us the courage. So pray that the church will not be afraid to sit back hide in their homes, but the midst of all these have the courage to go out, especially the worst times in, a, in Iran right now. You know, when it gets darkest, your light can shine the brightest. Mm-hmm. This is the time, not just in Iran, even in America, through the hard times America is going, through the division and all these conflicts, this is the time for the Christians to shine. Don't hide in our homes. Don't sit back. Don't you know? Don't go back to uh, uh, what we were doing before. This is a time of opportunity to impact America and Iran. So let's pray for courage. This is a time to be courageous. Don't don't let them shut your mouth up. But about the message of the gospel. This is the time to speak the truth with love. Amen. Pray that we will be able to fulfill our mission. That's. God will provide the right people and finances. Both are important. The support and the people that together we can transform that nation. This is the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Our guests this week are Hormoz and Donnell Shariat. Hormoz has written a brand new book called Iran's Great Awakening. It's about his story. It's about the spread of the gospel inside Iran. It's also about what the Bible promises for the Iranian people. Hormoz and Donnell, thank you so much for being our guests this week on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you, Todd. You're doing a great work telling people about important things happening around the world. Christians in hostile nations may live far from us. As believers, we know that we are one with them and part of the body of Christ. As such, we can't ignore their suffering. If the Holy Spirit is impressing you to know more and support the work of Voice of the Martyrs, please visit our website at vom.com.au. All donations of $2 and more are tax deductible in Australia. This has been a production of Vom Oz Radio, Voice for the Persecuted.